The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm so glad you're here with us today. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. It's going to be a fun show. I'm really excited about today. Um, But before I tell you more about that, I want to thank my guests from last week, I had Ari Popper or Ari Popper from Sci Futures here to talk about his business uh, called um, that's called Sci Futures. Um, they're using science fiction narrative to help companies to imagine a future for themselves. And Ari's client Jeff Munt from Hershey joined us uh, for the story of the week as well to talk about how Hershey is using sci-fi narrative to push forward their own product development. So it was a really interesting show. We had science fiction and chocolate at the same time. So you must have a listen. It's on the on-demand library on the Story Powered page, but don't do that just yet because you're really going to want to hang out with me today. Um, I have a great guest who has been here before. It's Karen Dietz from Just Story It. And Karen's going to be here to talk to us about curation. And she's going to be sharing some of the great story stuff that she's found recently. Um, Before we talk to Karen, though, I'm going to do the story of the week. And this week it's... uh, Kind of an anecdotal story, which I'll share with you, and I'll I'll tell you where I got it at the end. But uh, here's the story of the week. It's called The Gardener's Badge Story. A landscape gardener ran a business that had been in the family for two or three generations. The staff were happy, and customers loved to visit the store or to have the staff work on their gardens or make deliveries. Anything from bedding plants to ride-on mowers. For as long as anyone could remember, the current owner and previous generations of owners were extremely positive, happy people. Most folks assumed it was because they ran a successful business. In fact, it was the other way around. A tradition in the business was that the owner always wore a big lapel badge saying, business is great. The business was indeed generally great, although it went through tough times like any other. What never changed, however, was the owner's attitude and the badge saying, business is great. Everyone who saw the badge for the first time invariably asked, what's so great about business? Sometimes people would comment that their own business was miserable or even that they were personally miserable or stressed. But the business is great badge always tended to start a conversation, which typically involved the owner talking about lots of positive aspects of business and work. For example, the pleasure of meeting and talking with different people every day. The reward that comes from helping staff take on new challenges and experiences. The fun and laughter in a relaxed and healthy work environment. The fascination in the work itself and in the other people's work and businesses. The great feeling when you finish a job and do it in the best of your capabilities. The new things you learn every day, even without looking to do so. 
And the thought that everyone in business is blessed because there's millions of people who'd swap their own situation at the same opportunities of doing a productive, meaningful job in a civilized, well-fed country where we have no real worries. And so the list went on. And no matter how miserable a person was, they'd usually end up feeling a lot happier after just a couple of minutes listening to all this infectious enthusiasm and positivity. It is impossible to quantify or measure attitude like this, but to one extent or another, it's probably a self-fulfilling prophecy, on which point, if asked about the badge in a quiet moment, the business owner would confide. The badge came first. The great business followed. So this is a great story that I came across, and it's on a, um, a site called businessballs.com. And it's a great site that has lots of different stories and anecdotes and a lot of fun stuff. And the reason I wanted to share it is it reminds me, I was at a networking event a little while ago, and, um, you know, I, I approached some folks and started to talk to them. And in a, inevitably, the conversation goes to how hard business is and how challenging it is to find customers, to find money, and And this story just spoke to me about, you know, made me think about how we approach people and what story we're telling as soon as we we come across people in in terms of our initial conversations, but also in, in how we're approaching our business. So I thought it was a great story to share. So now I'm pleased to welcome Karen Dietz back to the program. Karen is a 20 plus year veteran in business storytelling, is one of the originals in the field. She represents the best in both academic training and the art of performance storytelling. Her motto says it all. If you want results, just story it. Karen is the top global curator on the topic of business storytelling at www.scoop.it backslash just hyphen story hyphen it. So scoop it, just story it. She's also the author of Storytelling for Dummies, of Business Storytelling for Dummies. And Karen is the former executive director of the National Storytelling Network, a national association of 2,400 performance storytellers. Her mission during those three and a half years was to grow, develop, and expand the influence of storytelling. And for six years, she was also the program director, then chair of the Story and Organizations Community of Practice, which helped establish business storytelling as a field of work, both here and abroad. Her website is www.juststoryit.com. Karen, welcome to Story Powered. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for asking me back. What a treat. It's so nice to have you back. It's great to have you. So tell us, you've been here previously and you told us a little bit, but tell us a little bit about your story and and, uh, how curation became a, a first love. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Before I, I dig into that, I wanted to say, okay, last week you had chocolate. Yes. This week it is, well, it's May 5th here, and in San Diego it's Cinco de Mayo. So now nice. we're celebrating with tequila. Nice. I feel unprepared. I did not bring any to the table today, Karen. It's a tequila day. Well, I'm still drinking my tea. It's not quite tequila time yet. but <laughs> uh, We shall celebrate in a little while then. Right. Okay, great. Brilliant. Well, yeah, let me, uh, let me share with you how I got started with the curation because, um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. So it was a few years ago, I think it was about 2010, and I was noticing as I was, um, you know, I'd left the National Storytelling Network and was reestablishing my business as a, um, consultant and a coach in business storytelling and uh, you know hey I had lots of expertise but mm, really not enough visibility 
And I also had a difficult time keeping up with all of the latest developments in the field. You know, I would do a Google search and we'd get a million trillion articles on business storytelling and I would start wading through those and it was just overwhelming. It was like, how, how am I going to keep up with uh, what's been happening around business storytelling? And I was also noticing that not only was I swamped with a lot of material, but as I was reading some of it, a, a lot of it was, you know, pretty junky. And, you know, since 2001, uh, when the field was just getting uh, started, a lot of us early practitioners always had a concern for, you know, making sure that the work that we were doing was of the highest quality. And, uh, well, you know, in the past 10 years, Storytelling has become so popular in the business world that now anyone and everyone can call themselves a storyteller, uh, which is like good news, bad news. Right. And so the, the, uh, as I was going through the, all of this, you know, these mountains of articles, I um, was getting very concerned. I was very worried because we all know how easy it is to read something that we don't know anything about and we finish the article and we think that we do know something more about it, but... As I was seeing some of the material that was available out there and really shaking my head at, oh, gosh, you know, this isn't quite right or it's just how I wrong, right, or it's very weak. Uh, I I was going, how is a business who's trying to educate themselves about this storytelling going to know what is good material and what is not? And so that really worried me a lot. So all of these you know, like uh, needs and worries of, of mine were coming together. It was like a little perfect storm. And that led me to curation. Now, really, I was just goofing around one day and uh, on the Internet, and a Twitter friend mentioned this new platform that was in beta, and it was called Scoop It. And it was an app designed for curating. Well, not that anybody really knew what curating was at that point. Right? But I said, well, what the who? I- I'll sign up and I'll play with it and, and see what it's about. And so I did, I, and I tried it out, and wow, I mean, I just took to it like a duck to water, and I still think it's the best curation platform, you know, out there. There, there are a number of different platforms, and you have to find one that really suits you, but we'll talk about that, you know, in, in a few minutes. But basically, uh, you know, curation is where you uh, search for articles, you find the best, you write a little review about why you like it, right? So that then you can share that with your community. And what that does is that it helps, you know, build your visibility and expert status, of course, but it also helps your readers out. And what you're doing is you are providing value to them so that they don't have to search through the million trillion articles on Google, uh, from a Google search, and try to figure it out themselves. Oh, that's brilliant, Karen. And you know what? I just want to say, I, and I can uh, attest to what Karen's talking about because I follow Karen on LinkedIn and her um, Scoop It um, curation. And I have to say, so the reason we had chocolate last week and Ari Popper was because of Karen's curation. So Karen had curated a, a really cool article about Ari and Sci Futures. And so then uh, that led me to contacting him to see if he'd like to be on the show. So um, as a trusted advisor, you're definitely um, somebody that, that it's important for, if you're interested in story, it's important to follow Karen because, you know, you're right. There's so much stuff out there and it is hard to know um, 
what's great and what what isn't so great. So I I certainly appreciate you leading me there because it makes my life a lot easier. <laughs> That's the whole point. Yay. (laughs) Make life easier. And, you know, working with the uh, curation platform that I use, it allowed me to, you know, very easily find business story articles. I can quickly weed out the junk. I can write a review, you know, giving my opinions or thoughts uh, about why the article is good, why somebody should read it. Um, What's great is I can tag each article uh, with multiple tags, so the entire database is searchable. The entire collection is searchable. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And so if anybody wants to know all the articles that I've curated on about pages and telling your story on your website about page, you can do that. And uh, you will get the, you know, the, the best mind trust, you know, that I've been able to find on how yeah. to do that. Nice. Nice. And uh, it, I also, you know, this automatic, automatically posts what I curate to all of my social media accounts, and it allows people to comment. That's a lot of fun also. And people can suggest content to me also. So I've developed some great relationships with people around the globe who say, hey, Karen, I saw this article and, you know, thought you might be interested. And that's been phenomenal because sometimes I don't catch everything. I mean, it's impossible to catch everything. And I, I might have overlooked something, and so this is great when somebody can suggest an article to me. And um, then the other thing is that other curators around the globe see my posts, and if it relates to what a topic that they're curating on, then they'll uh, bring my review and my article that I, I found into their curation, so I get you know even more exposure. And so does the author of the article, by the way. Nice. And so, you know, I guess that's the thing, that's the question I have is, is how can you tell? And obviously it's partly through your, your many years of experience, but, but when you're looking at articles and when you're, you're making choices about what you, because you obviously don't curate everything that you read. So how do you make your choices? That's a great question. And what I'm always searching for, well, one easy thing to eliminate is that I don't think we need any more articles in the database about why storytelling is important. <laughs> we, we have enough of those articles, but by the way, there's some fabulous books that go into a lot of detail about that. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and Simmons' books, Steve Dennings. I mean, we, we have some great material. So, um, so we don't, we don't, I don't really need to pay attention to those artic- kinds of articles. So those automatically get weeded out. What I'm looking for are articles that are interesting applications, you know, kind of like new applications, how, how somebody is using storytelling in their business. Um, and I'm interested in new developments in the field. And that could be new thinking about storytelling, new research that's been done about storytelling where we've learned something new, our awareness has increased, our knowledge has increased. Um, I'm looking for great examples of companies who are doing great storytelling work so that we can emulate them and learn from them. And uh, that's, that's always really helpful. So it's anything really that pushes our knowledge uh, and our field forward in good ways. 
Right, nice. And I have to say that, I, you know, similarly, that's that's why I do the radio show is to hear from others all the cool stuff they're doing. And I'm finding I'm learning all the time. So I'm at, and that's the other thing is that, you know, for you, um, having been in the business for such a long time, um, it just seems like a brilliant way for you to continually learn too. It is, and it's a ton of fun. I, I'm in a whole <laughs> field of discovery, and I feel like I'm a detective every day. I go out, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, if you see me in my Sherlock Holmes hat with my magnifying glass, you know, what am I going to find today, you know? And then nice. when I find something, it's like the biggest thrill. It's like, oh, oh, I look at what I found. This is so great. I can't wait to share it. And yeah. it's a lot of fun. That's And that's great. And, you know, again, for... For a lot of um, us working in story, we're, we're kind of trying to find our own niche and find our own um, way in terms of running our businesses. But the nature of story is that it's so important to know what else is going on and, and to, um, like, that's what I love about story. Like you say, that's, there's always something new. There's always something interesting. And the, the kind of the, um, the sharing of practice by businesses that are using it well, I, that's, that's pretty fun too. Cause, I think that sometimes businesses don't get a lot of credit for for trying new stuff. This is what I really love about the curation is the part about acknowledging, you know, good work. Yeah. And and um, and the ingenuity, ingenuity and uh, creativity of people in yeah. applying storytelling to various applications. But I think what. I really also appreciate about the curation is that it's a fabulous way for me to say, look at what this author did. Look at the great thoughts they came up with. This is how right on they are. This is the new piece that they're bringing to us. And it builds traffic to their website, you know, helps them gain some more visibility and, uh, you know, points people to them as you know, someone to pay attention to and perhaps follow. And that is really great because it builds a win, win, win. It's a triple win. You know, I, I win because obviously I, I win through sharing, right, and, and the visibility that I receive. Uh, the author of the article wins uh, because of the additional traffic and visibility that they experience. And then the reader wins because they get the newest, greatest, you know, hopefully most interesting uh, material uh, available. And, uh, I mean, that. what could be better than that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, again, it's, it's, it's creating community around great thoughts, great practice, and, and great telling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh, and so now, you know, I've been doing this for like three and a half years. I think it'll be four years in June. Um, and... So it's the largest free library now in the world of business storytelling articles. And let's see here. Um, There are 1,778 articles. Wow. That's amazing, Karen. That's amazing. So, and you know what? We're about to um, take a, a break now, um, but that's a great lead into the next section where we're going to be talking to Karen, who's going to share some of her, um, some of the best and brightest uh, examples, and and we're going to be digging into some of the the um, the choices that she's made in terms of curation and finding it out a bit more about that. So, um, I'm Liam Pico, and you're listening to Story Powered on the Voice America Business Channel. 
If you want more story, you can sign up for my monthly story blast at www.verygoodstories.com. I'd love to connect with you, and you'll be the first to hear about some new training I'm going to be offering in the next little while. Um, But we'll be back soon. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back. Glad you hung around to hang out with me and Karen Dietz of Just Story It. Before the break, we were just talking to Karen about um, her curation and why she curates, but also um, the kinds of things she curates. And um, Karen was just telling us that she's got the largest free library in the world of business storytelling with over 1,700 articles on Scoop It. So it's well worth checking out. Um, If you think you don't know a lot about story and you want to dig in, that seems like the place to be. So, But but Karen's going to talk to us now about some trends. So what's going on in story, Karen? What are you seeing? What's coming up? Uh, Yeah, I always like stopping periodically and checking in and seeing what the trends are that uh, I'm seeing out there in the land of business storytelling. And what I'm noticing uh, that in has been sort of uh, trending in the last few, like six months, last six to eight months, is that people are very interested 
and writing more articles on um, things like we need to move away from storytelling and into story sharing. So finally, you know, that has always been like a, a little part of the conversation, but now it's being amplified. And now I'm seeing many, many more people from... Uh, you know, different fields, you know, branding, advertising, uh, even in uh, uh, internal corporate work, saying it's not about the telling, thank heavens, right? Yes, it's, absolutely. It's, a, it's more about the, the story sharing that happens. And so I'm very pleased to see that that uh, uh, trend is really starting to take shape. Right. It's got some legs to it uh, now. And uh, for all of us who felt like we were you know, a, a, a voice in the wilderness you know, early on in trying to promote that thought, now it's, it's becoming much more popular, which is, woo yeah, that's good. <laughs> and do you think, I'm just wondering, because uh, one, one of my thoughts around that is that um, storytelling uh, is often used in, in terms of brand, and it was used in terms of brand. And I always, um, similar to you, I always, it's a struggle because it's kind of like, ah, I can you can use the word, but it's not all that I'm, I want to get across. But now that businesses are starting to use it in other ways other than pushing their brand out, I wonder if that's part of the influence, do you think? Um, I hope so. I, I also hope that people are realizing as they're actually working with stories, uh, more and more in mm. business, that their experience of storytelling is one of when they're sharing a story, it's actually a co-created experience that's happening. Yes, yeah. And uh, that is uh, sort of a an unrecognized piece of the puzzle, uh, but that is very, very powerful. And if you want to leverage storytelling in your business to its maximum potential, then you have to rethink telling and move away from that and more into story sharing and more into the co-created experience. Right. And so that's... Um, uh, so I, I, I see that happening more. I don't think... Uh, we're not at the point yet where people are using the language co-created experience, but they are talking about, oh, it's, you know, it, it's it's not just having a conversation anymore. It's really sharing stories. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, again, you know, we're moving away from pushing messages to people to pulling in uh, people into our story and into our story world. Right. And we always talk about that, and, and I'm sure you talk about this in your training, too. And it's that human connection that's created when you share stories. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the piece around um, whether you want to, whether it's a brand connection point or whether it's a decision-making point on a purchase or whether it's a, a whatever whatever place it's 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 about the co-creation like you say it's 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 never about oh i heard this really good story so i'm going to buy something now <laughs> it doesn't work that way right 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 and it can work that way but then what right yeah right like, you know it's so so very, what yeah that's a very low level of of yeah. uh, of uh story usage, right? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, the other trend that I'm seeing is it goes right along with this is that we're moving away from telling into story doing or story being. Ooh, tell me more. That sounds very interesting. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, 
oftentimes when we, in the past, when companies thought about storytelling, it was, okay, let me get my branding message out. Let me do my marketing, Mm -hmm. storytelling. Uh, And we know that authenticity is big. In order to be authentic, you have to walk your talk. But what companies are now starting to realize is that we actually have to live our story. We can't just tell stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it's about being the stories, really really owning the stories, so really having the stories that we tell out in the marketplace be the stories that we live inside the company. Right. And would you say that's at all levels? Because, again, um, historically I've seen the, and you can um, obviously disagree with me on this because you've got a, a more experience than me in this, but in terms of leadership, again, it's similar. We've used the, the framework of storytelling with leaders often because it's that kind of, you know, top-down engaging approach. But, again, in the context of story, story sharing and co-creation and, and doing and being, if everybody's not living the story in the company, then what's the point of the story in a way? Right. Uh, right. Absolutely. And if the leader is not, you know, embodying the principles yeah. and the stories that that person is telling, then you know you're you're undermining your authority and leadership capabilities and all sorts of things. Yeah. And so this is cascading into um, more robust leadership. Uh, Great term. Love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll share that that's, that's been part of my, you know, even as a story coach and as somebody who's, um, you know, obsessed with story, it has been a challenge for me sometimes to kind of go, you know, there's just, there's more here. There is more here. It's not just about um, telling a story and, and having people be all inspired and follow you to the ends of the earth. That's, that's not how, I mean, that's great when that does happen. And I've seen that happen. And, you know, powerful storytellers obviously are, are um, able to do that. But like you say, like the, the piece around employees and for nonprofits, they're volunteers. And I work with organizations to say, you know, if everybody knew the story, loved the story, lived the story, then you wouldn't have to work so hard on your marketing, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. Oh, my right. goodness. It right. just seems so, it just seems so straightforward to me, but it's a, a challenging conversation. Yeah, it, it's hard work because it's easy to get blinders on and, you know, leadership comes with its own, you know, baggage. And I think what I've learned the most in my own work and working with leaders and stories and storytelling is that the stories that a leader tells are really an ongoing source of personal inspiration and personal learning and personal discovery. And it, it, they are not just messages to convey or nice packets of you know things to say to inspire people. And if we take that stance uh, about how storytelling can move within our own lives, then we uh, actually have greater access. Uh, we can, how do I want to say this? We, we source ourselves better. We source stories mm-hmm. better. We source our energy better. We source our wisdom better. We source our knowledge better. And uh, all of that leads to better leadership. It sure does, and and also, I mean, when I when I was a nonprofit leader, I mean, I have to say that uh, it was quite fun because I would um, 
find new projects and create new things to do and and um, people would say oh you're so innovative and you're so creative and I would always just say well you know what maybe but I'm actually it's from listening to the stories that the staff tell and the clients tell and and responding to need and responding to the story of what what would make their lives better Um, it's really not rocket science. If you listen to what others are saying and and to their stories, then that's that's where you get fed in terms of your ability to lead. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm seeing, you know, more interesting work uh, emerging around storytelling and leadership. Um, One of the other areas that just totally delights me that I'm, I'm so thrilled is happening is that we're moving away from data dumps and into data storytelling. Now, that's always been like a, a, a cool, interesting topic, and, and story practitioners, you know, their, their ears really um, uh, pick up when, or perk up, when we talk about data storytelling, because we know that it, this is a, it's a tough nut to crack in organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how to take data and actually tell the story of the data instead of just do data dumps. And what I love that's been happening is that scientists themselves are now showing us the way of how to do that. Oh, how? Uh, well, I've got, you know, there are a couple articles uh, in the curation where scientists themselves have started to write articles about how they need to tell stories and this is how to do it. Now, what I love about that is that... Story practitioners can talk about that, but we don't know the insider language and insider culture that will really convince, you know, right. scientists and people, you know, involved in data that it's a good idea. Yeah. When scientists themselves are starting to say that and then giving good, solid advice and tips on how to get that done, it's like, oh, oh, a whole new world open yeah. up to us as story practitioners. They're teaching us. But the scientists are also being a voice for our work, you know, in in that field, which is really, really great. That is very cool. That is very cool. I also had a, um, I was working with a university professor who specializes in evaluation recently. And uh, and so their piece often has been around, so similar to scientists, it's it's often been around numbers and um and sometimes struggling to to share the story of 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 what uh, what the numbers actually mean. So similar piece, and and we were just talking about how, and we came up with this. We and her, her and I both kind of um, shared some thoughts with an organization we we're working with that data plus story equals evidence, right? And and it seems really basic and really straightforward, but sometimes one without the other just doesn't have the um, the oomph. <laughs> that 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 places like science and evaluation and and um, that they kind of need it's not as rigorous as as they would like right absolutely absolutely and and of course the trick is figuring out how to meld the two together mm. for maximum impact impact because we know neuroscience right. is uh, telling us that data often undermines the power of the story the emotional and empathetic connection that happens with the story that convinces people right, to, to, to action. The, the data sometimes undermines that. So how do you weave the two together so that they both work together and you don't lose the uh, impact of the story? And so I think the scientists are showing us you know, how to do that. 
and um, it, I, I just, I'm just thrilled about it. I think that's that's really cool. That's really cool. And are they tracking? Because now I have to go deeper, right? Are they tracking the um, the uh, how effective that is? Well, as well, well, th- th- this is the the toughest nut to crack in business storytelling, which yeah. is figuring out the return on investment, the ROI. Yes. Right. And those are some of the most interesting articles to me. Because what I wanted to share, you know, uh, in a few minutes was, you know, what are the most popular articles that people like, but what are the ones that are interesting to me because they don't necessarily mesh, and, and yeah. how do I manage that? Uh, right. But articles on ROI, I, I find fascinating because we're, every every person who writes an article about it is really trying to figure out, well, what it, you know, what are the results that we're seeing? What is the return? And how do you think about storytelling, which is a soft skill? particularly when it's related to um, the hard sciences, right, or, uh, or hard skills. Right. And, uh, you know, the best that I can say right now is that, well, it depends on the nature of your project, how you are going to evaluate and measure it. Right. Uh, and so there are not blanket um, ROI criteria, uh, that would apply to every situation. I mean, those are not developed. Now, we may right. at some point develop them, but right now we're still in a sort of case-by-case basis in building that knowledge. So I find those articles very, very interesting. That is. And, and again, it's crossing over into areas because, you know, again, those of us who work around Storia and just... I see it everywhere. It's 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 um and and because it because of the humanity of it. And I think we've spent so you know the last hundred years trying to get away from being human in mm-hmm. science, technology, business, right? Like we've really tried to dehumanize ourselves in yeah. so many ways. Um, that it's so it's almost ironic that we're having to um, prove that being human is useful. <laughs> and using story as humans are useful in these areas. Like it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it that we have to it come is. up with an ROI. <laughs> I know, I know. It is kind of funny. It is. Yeah, funny. yeah. So so we've got about a minute until break, Karen. Anything else that you're seeing that you that you wanted to highlight in this section? Well, the other thing I'm seeing it's it's in the very early stages, uh, and I'm looking to see if it grows, but. Uh, the notion that we need as businesses to move away from inspiration, so sharing our stories for yeah. inspiration, and uh, moving towards aspiration. Love it. Yeah. So, what you know? Who do we really want to be? What are we aspiring to be? And how do our how do our stories? How can our stories help us get there? And that's very, very different, and that's particularly critical for the whole millennial, uh, millennial yeah. generation, and because uh, they want to participate in, you know, the bigger picture and creating a better world. That's and right. Rightly so. And so, just being inspiring is not enough anymore. No, individually inspiring is is fine, but uh, uh, organizationally aspirational is is definitely the way to go. So, thank you for that. That's amazing, and I love. I'm going to finish there before the break because I think that it's something that we all need to really reflect on and take on. Aspiration is important. It's crucial. 
and um, story can help you get there. So we're going to come back in, in just a moment and talk more to Karen about how to curate. So if you're interested in curating great stories for your own business, um, she's going to lead us through some some ideas about how to do that. Uh, but you can check out um, Karen's website at juststoryit.com where you can uh, sign up for her Scoop It curation, her newsletter. And you can also buy Karen's book, Business Storytelling for Dummies, on Amazon. And you can connect to it on her website too. So we'll be back in just a second. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com. Or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. What do business and sports have in common? Both are based on competition, and the goal of each is the same, to win. If you're in business, you need an edge over your competitors. You need to innovate and improve. You need to make adjustments to stay ahead of your competition. Tune in to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Get the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. The Business Locker Room airs live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Conversations concerning money can be a bit daunting. There can be limitations with building wealth. And in general, people don't want to discuss their money until now. Listen each week for Conversations with Money, featuring Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our guests make money the conversation piece. How to build and maintain wealth, working with charities, and money and family members. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hey there, welcome back. Um, well, I'm sad to say we're in the third segment of, of chatting with Karen of Just Story It. Um, and I'm sad because I was just saying, Karen, I could talk to her all day and we're talking about a 24-hour Leanne and Karen radio show because uh, there's so much good stuff. <laughs> so uh, I won't keep you all here for 24 hours. Don't worry, you're 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 still you're still in the in the one hour slot right now. But uh, but we're planning stuff. Um, so before the break, we were talking about the trends in storytelling and and some of the stuff. And I'm, I have to say thank you to Karen because um, and I was just saying to her in the break that um, it's really helping me frame some of my thoughts around around story and that um, some of 
the historical way we talk about story has has felt not quite enough to me recently and and it's challenging in a new field because although we've been doing it for a long time it's kind of new for a lot of folks and so it's challenging to bring the language and to bring the thoughts together in a way that makes sense to people um, as as well as line up with the evidence and the ROI around how um, it can impact their business so before the break we we're just talking about the difference between not the difference between the the move from um, stories focused on inspiration to those focused on aspiration. And um, for those of you wanting to know a little bit more about that, I highly recommend listening to my show last week for um, and, and um, curating, going and looking at uh, the article that Karen had curated about RE4, RE Popper and Sci Futures, because that's kind of what they're working on is, is um, uh, creating aspirational businesses that people can buy into. So uh, that's pretty cool. Now, Karen, in terms of that, so like when, so if somebody, so I, I guess it's interesting to think about as somebody who wants to curate. So, so, so say somebody wants to curate stories, like they might be a coach, they might be an accountant, they could be in any field really, and they could also curate stories um, that relate to their field and relate to their expertise. And I'm just wondering, how do you choose things that that reflect your own brand or your own in personality? How do you how do you make sure you're being aspirational, um, as well as inspirational and um, practical and useful in terms of curation? How do you how do you go about it? Oh well, you know that's a good question. Uh, there's some seductions to yes. avoid, <laughs> right? Right. And the one of the biggest seductions is. Oh, let me curate this piece because I know it'll get a lot of shares. Because oh, it's about yes. a topic that you know, like storytelling on social media. Oh, everybody wants to know yeah. about that. Now, right. there's I could curate an article on that that says nothing new, uh, but it would it would be very popular. I get a lot of numbers, right? Yeah, so my analytics would shoot way up, and uh, so that's not the reason to curate it. Okay, so tell us why, because everybody's going, what, what? But it, it yeah. could go viral, like a million people could look at it. They might sign up for my newsletter. Why would right. I not do that? <laughs> so tell because, us why. Yeah, it's because I curate to help us advance our knowledge, our understanding, and the uh, application for business storytelling in uh in our organizations or in, a, in our professional life. And just because something is popular doesn't mean that it's saying anything that is new or that provi- uh, provides uh, um, uh, something that we haven't already heard before. Right? So that's what I'm looking for, is that if you're going to write an article on, let's say, storytelling on social media, you actually have to have either great examples to share so that people can see, okay, this is how other people are doing it. Uh, you have to have great advice and really solid how-to tips that's different than we've seen before. Or you have to have an interesting way to help us think better about using storytelling and social media. And so if one, of, one or all of those criteria have to be met for me. Right. And then I'll curate it. And the fact that it's on a very popular topic, I try to ignore 
because that's not why I curate. I don't curate so that something will go viral. I curate for quality and to help my readers understand more better about business storytelling. And if it happens to go viral, woohoo, that's a, you know, that's a plus. But yeah. that's not the main reason. Right. And I think my readers over the years have come to trust me and know that I, I won't curate something just because it's trending on Twitter. Nice. And, you know, I think that that's a really important distinction for people who are wanting to establish themselves as a thought leader, particularly, Um, that if you're going to be a thought leader and, you know, I'm a word nerd, so I break it down, you're leading with thoughts, um, then we need to actually have new thoughts um, because otherwise you're not leading, you're you're just kind of keeping people in the same place. And so I love that you make that distinction and, and that you, and it's part of your brand and part of your, um, your ROI as well, right? Like if I'm, if all of a sudden you start um, moving into the wanting, you know, really focusing on the really high profile articles on story that, that don't do anything for me, you've lost my trust. Right. Absolutely. Now this goes uh, back there's something very important, which is intention and clarity of purpose. Mm-hmm. And there could be someone who wants to curate just on the topic of social media and storytelling. And so they could curate a whole bunch of articles in a variety of areas about social media and storytelling, and they might curate a whole bunch of stuff that I, I wouldn't touch. And yeah. that's legit because they are trying, they, they have a clear purpose, they have a clearly defined audience, and they know what it is that they need to provide uh, yeah. people. Yeah. And yeah. so that's that makes sense. Well, and that makes sense, and I, I actually experience it myself with the radio show because I, I feel like I'm kind of curating just on a, on a different in a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it's really tempting to just go and try and find really popular people to come on the show so that they bring right. lots of listeners, right? right? Or bring on businesses because maybe they'll sponsor the show. But I have to check my integrity, and I have to check my um, my reason for doing the show every time I go into that, that little seductive, I like how you put that. That, that little seductive area it's um, it isn't about popularity it is about learning and sharing and and growing knowledge right. and as a result I mean I have 14,000 followers and um, I, I have uh, a lot of social media um, engagement you know, be, because yeah. of yeah of the curation and it's brought me many good things so, well, that's the people do come. Like that's the that's the funny thing about that that story that we tell that we have to move into populist area in order to get numbers. When in fact, sometimes it's the other way, right? Right. I would rather be the best curator I can possibly be to a crowd of two thousand, yeah, than a mediocre curator with you know a following of hundreds of thousands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, those numbers don't necessarily convert into sales. They don't necessarily convert into great conversations. Um, It's it's just followers, right? It's just a bunch of folks. Yeah. So I never really worry about the numbers. I mean, no question. It's a definite stroke to my ego, right? Right. (laughs) But, but you know, put that aside, right, and it still boils down to... Am I doing quality work and really helping people and going for that triple win? 
And if if I'm meeting those objectives, then everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how about, so I'm thinking about, because what's happening in businesses, it's a really interesting trend that they're starting to have people who are actually curating internally. Yeah. Who are curating stories and not just about their own business, but relevant, you know, might be mm-hmm. might be competitors, but relevant right. stories, things that are going on. What kind of thing what kind of advice would you give to people who are, you know, within an, an a company actually curating for their company? Well, that that's really great. And I think this advice goes to people who are internal in companies and to anybody else who's interested in curating. And the biggest mistake people make, I see this all the time, uh, is that they do not write reviews of the article. Right. So you'll have somebody internally collecting all of this, uh, uh, all of this material, curating these articles, videos, whatever it is that they are, and they'll just put it together as a big laundry list. And mm. then it's available you know, on a daily or weekly basis. And my comment is, that is not Helpful. Right. Because then you're not sharing why you curated it, why you think this article is important for people to pay attention to. People themselves can read your ideas and your reviews and decide what they want to do next. Right? Yeah. Uh, they say, oh, no, that's not for me. Right? Or I know, I already got that already. You've just saved them a bunch of time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And so the biggest mistake that most curators make is not writing the reviews. And it doesn't take that long, but it's, very, it's critically important, and it's the value that you add. That, I cannot stress that enough. And uh, there are not many curators who take the time to write those reviews. I'll tell you, I can, I can count maybe those people on, on two hands. Right. Maybe four hands. Yeah. so Karen let me ask you this because this just struck me and I'm thinking about oops when I and I'm not I don't um, consider myself a curator per se however I do curate and I kind of share it on social media right is are you saying that potentially um, so I we're talking about defined curators as well but are you also recommending that if we're going to share an article on LinkedIn or on Twitter or Facebook page that we should write a review too or we should at least put some comments about it absolutely at least yeah. make comments about it I mean you're sharing it for a reason yeah why are you sharing it and that helps people build a relationship with you that helps them understand a little bit more about you and uh, it develops more trust in what you're doing, if you are just blanketing, you know, social media with a bunch of articles without telling us why, then we're kind of lost. We're not quite too sure what to think about you. Oh, my goodness. I've just... Okay, now I have to revise my entire social media strategy right oh, now. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, but no, this is a really important point because for social media in the last 10 years, we've been told just keep throwing stuff up there, right? Like you, it's about, we, we keep getting told that we have to put more and more up there and be up there all the time. Whereas you're, you're saying, and I, I love it, it's maybe less is more, thought more thoughtful is more. That's my personal philosophy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. The Twitter is one thing. I mean, you, you, 140 yeah. characters. All you can say is go read this, right? Yeah, yeah. Bad advice or great tips, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. That's about all you can say. But on LinkedIn, Google Plus, and 
Facebook, you have opportunities to tell people, this is why I'm posting this. This is why I think it's important. This is why I think you should read it. Right. Okay. And when you do, you will get engagement. People will read the article and they say, oh, I didn't like that. You know, I've even had people say, what, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that you liked this article when they said this and this and this. And, yeah. and I go, oh, I reread the article and I go, man, I must have been having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think I'm going to take it. back what I said. <laughs> But that is such a great point, and I, and then we've only got about a minute left, so um, we're going to need to finish. But I think it's a great way to finish, which is that the more you um, comment and and uh, introduce people to the why of of what you're curating, the more engagement you're going to get. So thank you so much, Karen, for sharing all of your your wonderful wisdom with us today on curation. Oh, my pleasure. I I. I just love to talk about it, and I don't get that many opportunities because I'm just, you know, doing it all the time. So thanks, Leanne, for giving me the opportunity to share a bit, a bit more about it. Anytime. And we'll have you back to talk about trends. But but I'm, I'm also want to tell everybody that we're um, Karen and I are going to be doing a Google Hangout together. And so um, just to let you know, in a few weeks' time, we'll be hanging out on Google on May 28th at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'd love you to join us for lunch if you're over in my way near Toronto or uh, for um, bre- or for a coffee if you're over near Karen's Way in San Diego. And the first hangout will be themed Stop Being Authentic. Karen's come across <laughs> some great articles. And we're going to talk about it. Uh, We're going to have some fun chatting about that. So thanks again for taking the time to chat with me today, Karen. You can follow up with Karen Dietz at www.juststoryit.com. And please tune in to next week's show when I'll be talking to Paul Smith, author of Lead with a Story and Parenting with a Story. Oh, Paul, uh, yay! Yes, it's going to be very exciting. I can't wait to talk to him. So Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for joining me, Liam Pico, and Story Powered. I'll see you next week with more story. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level. We'll be right back.